everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. How are you? What are you about to drink? What my what? What are you drinking? Dada Pepper Zero. <laughs> Is it what good? You, I don't know. I'm I don't know what's going on today. I'm not I'm not better. I thought I was better, but I'm not. I don't feel right. And James is really ill. He's upstairs asleep. Oh no. Do you know what though? A fizzy drink like that when you're not feeling well. Oh just <laughs> fucking lived on this shit when I was pregnant um how are you what's going on in your world good I've suddenly got really tired but literally in the last five minutes not sure why okay well this I'm sure will wake you up because we always have fun on the live you know I start to think like I really (laughs) there's so many people I hope don't listen to our podcast (laughs) I know sometimes it freaks me out so oh yeah no I listen and I'm like Oh fuck! <laughs> Don't. Um, okay, right. So, uh, is anybody on the live? Does anybody have anything to say um, for them? <laughs> there isn't anyone on the live, which makes me think: Did I go live in the wrong group again? Let me just check because you know that's a common thing. I think a while. I genuinely think you might have done because I can't see us. Oh god! I wonder what we're in. Yeah, I think. <laughs> oh, right. I think. Do you know where we are? Where are we? In the old group? No, just on my Facebook feed. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm going to. Oh. Oh, they're down your top. Yeah. Sneaky. Sneaky <laughs> bottle top. Um, okay. We are in the right group now. Um, well done. Well done, me. Let's just, just, let's just go straight to. Well, questioners. Let's. Okay, Victoria Fraser. Hi, a few questions as a new joiner on the plan. Sorry. <laughs> My head just went to the Fraser theme tune. <laughs> anyway. Protein. I'm on 1800 calories and hitting my protein target of 100 grams plus, but I still sometimes feel hungry. But the majority of posts that I've seen have been people who are struggling to hit calories as they feel full on this amount of protein. I don't find protein protein fills me up that much. Is this an issue for some people? Uh, It depends on a couple things, really. One, what protein sources are you choosing? And two, if you're you're already having a lot of protein or have you really significantly increased it since joining us? Um, If it's the latter, yeah, people often are like, woof, I am full. Um, Some people find they get a bit constipated or actually they're more regular. Um, It kind of depends on the person and how much protein they've already been having. The fact that you're like, I've been hitting my my target of 100 grams plus every day shows me that you were probably already pretty all right with your protein. And that's probably why you don't feel like it's been much of a shock to the system. Emma, what do you think? Um, I'm just thinking if I actually have anything (laughs) useful to add. I think maybe one thing to remember is that even if you are eating a lot of protein, it's quite normal to be hungry if you're trying to be in a deficit and lose body fat. So I would guess I would add that. I think sometimes people see maybe someone else posting about how satiated they are after eating, after increasing their protein and think that everyone will respond the same way. But if you're in a deficit, then even if you are eating high protein, like it's very likely that you're still going to be a bit hungry. Mm-hmm. Then she says, facts, I'm hitting my 40 grams target, but I'm worried that I'm having too much. I'm unsure whether it's 0.5 or one gram of fat for actual weight or lean weight, which I don't know how to calculate. I'm five foot three and 90 kg. So I'm not lean. What's the maximum I should have? So 40 grams is the minimum target. Um, and so you're not having too much. Um, and I would, yeah, I, I, we, we like to go on kind of lean body mass, which most people don't know. So, um, 
Emma often recommends, and this is pretty good, that you go on kind of a healthy BMI um, target weight for you. Um, I say go on a very realistic goal weight. Um, I think 40 grams is perfect and you're not having too much. And if you wanted to go up to really like with clients, typically I'll say anywhere in a 40 to 70 gram range, I'm like, it's a really nice range. But if you wanted to go higher than that, and that would mean you go lower carbs, typically within calories, I'm fine with that too. I'd rather my clients didn't, I don't know. I, yeah, I, that's, that's a range that I'm, I like. Yeah. I think when you go too high with fat, what often happens is it's very hard. We know that there's tracking inaccuracies, right? But if you get like a couple of grams of carbs wrong, you're talking about like, because a gram of carbs is four calories, right? You're talking about eight calories. If you get a couple of grams of fat wrong, it's nine calories per gram. So you can quite easily start adding up the calories just by small um, miscalculations. So be careful with the fat intake. Um, 0.5 grams per kilogram lean body weight is like a very minimal target. So you definitely want to be above that. And yeah, nothing else to add. Um, Emma, perimenopause. I find that I often have have tired heavy legs because of this, especially first thing in the morning. Is there anything that I can do to help this? It really puts me off exercising and it makes me really struggle before I start. Um, one thing to consider if possible is if mornings are a really tough time for you, not exercising in the morning and waiting till later on in the day when you feel like you've got a bit more energy, uh, and then just make sure you are actually recovering from your workout. So when you have lower estrogen levels, estrogen's very, um, muscle protective. So it really helps with the recovery from exercise. If you're perimenopausal, your estrogen levels will be dropping and that means that it can be harder to recover from exercise. So one thing you might consider is just the amount of training you're doing. And usually what I would suggest isn't to cut a whole workout out. It would be more to reduce the training volume in that session. So instead of doing an hour long workout, you might do a 30 minute workout or a 40 minute workout, Um, more frequent stimulation, but um, less volume. And actually you'll get the vast majority of the benefits from doing that anyway love that steps I find it very difficult to hit 10k steps okay so just on this guys um I know that in the video we break it down to a daily average but really like I'm we're more than happy with a weekly total target um so yeah um but I do manage to do 30 to 60 minutes every day on an exercise bike steps I hit during the day I really don't feel like I've worked hard for example my dog walks I slowly cover about three uh, kilometers in 60 minutes, but on the bike, I feel like I've worked a lot harder. Is there a reason why the plan focuses on steps as opposed to other cardio? Is it because it's a way to keep active um, without overexerting if the focus is on strength training? Also, is it okay? Okay, there's a lot here. Um, So, so we in an, okay so the reason why we give you guys step targets is because as emma always says to put it in her exact words it's a really crude way to measure your movement overall over the course of the day slash week and your movement overall over the course of the day slash week is going to burn far more calories than you're going to burn in an exercise session um or has the potential to and, and ideally really in terms of metabolic health should be you sh- that should be your biggest calorie expenditure um bracket over the course of the the day and the week um after your basal metabolic or your resting metabolic rate it should go kind of unless you're an athlete unless you're a competitive athlete and you're training like balls to the wall every day it should go your bmr or rmr um your neat your non-exercise activity such as steps then your exercise activity then your thermic effect of food that's typically kind of what we're aiming for however if you find it very difficult to hit 10k steps a day i would say um doing 30 to 60 minutes on the bike every day is is great as long as we have like some consistent expenditure which we can monitor alongside your rate of loss and your calories in we can edit you as we go. I would say, and this is, I don't know, Emma might say something different to me, but as a coach, I really like my clients if they are 
replacing kind of step goals with cardio targets every day. And I, it's great that you're doing it every day because that's preferable to someone being like, I'll do two sessions a week. Um, that you get very consistent on a number, ideally on the lower end to begin with, and then we can increase it as we go. So that's something that I would ask of you if you're going to do that. Um, yeah, and- I agree. I think the thing to remember is it's not a very exact science. So you can't be like, oh, X amount of time on the bike is exactly equal to X steps so you can just swap them. So exactly what Chloe's saying, this is what we do with your calories as well, right? We start at a sensible start point from which we will adapt if needed. Often you'll find you never actually need to adapt, but the same would be true with your expenditure. We're starting from a sensible start point. And then from there, we could be like, oh, maybe we need to reduce this or increase this based on the results that you're getting and how you respond to that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like it, it is just a way of measuring energy expenditure. The other benefit is it's quite, practical so the whole idea is your life gets a bit more active as opposed to just being like oh like go to the gym and just do an hour's cardio or x amount of time which can feel like almost like dead time versus okay what about you could park further away and walk or you could meet your friend for a coffee and a walk instead of a coffee and sitting down in a coffee shop and like you start to just make small behavioral changes that make your life habitually more active versus spending specific amounts of time doing cardio now when you were talking about like would like it feels easy to go for a dog walk versus when I push myself on the bike yes you're absolutely right and and that's kind of one of the benefits of steps as well is you can quite easily expend extra calories now will you be getting different benefits from doing like something that's exerting you a bit more Yes, because essentially that's what exercise is, right? It's a stress on your body and then you have to adapt to that stress so that the next time that stress is put on your body, you're better able to cope with it. Like that's exactly how improving fitness works. Now, if you're just walking around, like you're not really improving your fitness, you'll be expending more energy, but you're not improving your fitness. Whereas on the bike, it sounds like if you're pushing yourself to a point where it's uncomfortable, then yeah, you're probably pushing yourself to the point that your body will have to adapt to that so that next time it's that little bit easier. So you are increasing your fitness. So there's that added benefit on that side. Mm, Thank you for picking that up because I forgot to revisit that. Also, is it okay to run or walk on the sport in front of the TV in the evenings to get more steps in? Again, I'm not sure how effective it is. So again, as Emma just said, it's not about how effective is this real adaptation to cardiovascular exercise. It is more about basic movement, totting up over the course of the week, a hell of a lot of calories. Um, and it, again, and, and, and not necessarily really what you say about having more energy for your sessions or doing something easy like steps. Not, it's not that direct and it's not that thought out, but in a way, yeah, it's quite nice that you are giving all of your kind of exercise oomph to the weightlifting and then you can burn all these calories elsewhere just by being gently active every day um but as emma said they're, they're, they're two different things like a real kind of cardio goal is a targeted exercise goal whereas basic movement is 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 pivotal for basic health um then she says tracking i really struggle with this i would normally say this is a real um coaching but i don't think it is i think you're touching on some quite big themes that's what i'm saying people are like well you don't do you didn't do this when I gave you seven questions it's like I actually think these are quite big themes we should talk about um tracking I really struggle with this I like to be precise and on my fitness pal you can input a food and find the same thing with different variations and then I don't know which one's correct I'm trying to manage overthinking um and I figure it's good to do some kind of tracking and it doesn't have to be too exact but I feel like on 1800 calories I'm not even in much of a deficit at 90 kgs you are um yeah I'm not even in much of a deficit so I need to be very accurate any thoughts on managing this so I don't overthink it if it all makes sense so I like to go with green tips um always make sure that you're tracking foods that's either typically with like carbohydrates for example it'll say dry or cooked and again for your your cooked chicken or cooked meat you know you can find that and that will probably be the discrepancies that you're seeing look give or take a few calories here or there whatever um but if you're seeing like a real kind of night and day number that's why also don't forget the metrics so some of them are measured in cups some things are measured in grams some in teaspoons i mean you you know don't that might also be playing a role in why you're seeing different numbers everywhere but again 
you are going to see different numbers. What I mean is you're seeing big, big jumps. Um, Emma? Yeah, I wouldn't overthink it in the sense, like it isn't accurate. Not even the green ticks are accurate. Not even actual food labels are accurate. Like it's a guesstimate and it's relatively accurate or it's at least consistently inaccurate. Yeah. If you're tracking, even if you're the best tracker in the world and you're tracking 1800 calories, you're not actually consuming 1800 calories. Like there are so many inaccuracies that come in and you'll absorb more of certain foods or certain you'll absorb more of the calories from certain foods than you will from other foods. Protein, as an example, has a higher thermic effect of food. Um, fibrous food is going to have a lower caloric availability to that food, but none of that stuff really matters. Like actually the benefits of tracking are more about like rough ballpark figures and then also being accountable to what you're putting in your mouth and remembering what you're eating as well. I think that's one of the main things. Um, so don't, definitely don't overthink that mm, I completely agree um then she says thank you and I'm sorry for all these questions I wasn't sure if these were best to put on the live or as a Facebook post I really think all of them were great yeah. talking points yeah especially for newbies anything on the live yes so Samantha saying want to say a big thank you from most of the grads Chloe's kick up the ass was clearly what a lot of us needed nailing it as coaches as ever oh thank you because I was a bit worried some I read some people being like the telling off. I said, it's not meant to be a telling off. It's me basically saying either let's do it now or let's decide it's not worth, that like, it's not, it's not helping. Like it's not worth your energy or time. I wasn't trying to tell anyone off just to be clear. Cause I read two tags like that. I was like, Oh God. <laughs> um, Canton's just saying, just to say, I can't wait for the next no context clamor by Le, how do you say it? Anchoise? Anchoise. Anchoise. <laughs> Carrie. Do you know what? It's really great. Oh my god, it's so funny, and I feel like so our humor. Every time on Instagram, I'm like, none of you basic bitches are gonna get this. So, so funny though. The dog yesterday. <laughs> oh, and then did you see little Henry today? I miss Bertie so much. I can't think about it. I'll cry. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, okay. Debbie, made my first protein shake to take to school pickup. Forgot to add the protein. Whoops. What was in it? <laughs> some water, <laughs> some milk. Um, Gemma, hi, finally made a live. So glad I finally joined up. It's given me a kick up the ass I needed. Good. Yeah. Right, Kerry. Hey, guys and everyone. Can you guys just clarify what this check-in form is that I saw mentioned in the group before? Do I need to be in some kind of accountability post? I pinned it to the top of the group, so you'll find it there. Um, okay, Lisa. Hi, ladies. My question is deadlifts. I'm just back to deadlifts after a period off as I wasn't at a gym, struggling to increase the weight on the bar. I know it will take time to get back to where I was, but every time I try, my form goes. Could mm. be psychological, could be lack of strength. Either way, it's really frustrating. Do you guys have a checklist for form to run through just prior to the actual lift so I can focus my brain on what needs what it needs to do? For deadlifts, a checklist of... So, okay, yeah. Um, all right, walk up to the bar. You want your feet under the bar. If you're doing like normal traditional deadlifts, you want your hands to be either side of your legs, but quite a tight tight grip quite a narrow stance narrow grip um but either side of the outside of your legs it's a hip hinge break so you want a nice neutral spine engage your again let's um engage your core like you're going to be punching the stomach and you'll feel your kind of your spine will kind of all come in line and neutralize and then it's a hip hinge um down and back you want chest face facing forward so straight back chest forward um and then you want to kind of uh, pick the, the slack out the bar uh, with your lat. So you kind of, uh, so what is it that, uh, what's his face says that I think is really good? Like squeezing two oranges with your armpits. Think of it like that. And you, that's you engaging your lats. And then you want to push the ground away from you as you stand up. Um, and that's the checklist of, of a deadlift for you. And it is like, I struggle to go heavier on deadlifts since being pregnant without my hips shooting up, but I've actually struggled with that a, a lot. Um, there are going to be, everybody will have deadlifts are a very technical lift, a very, very hard lift. I would say the hardest. 
without a doubt for me anyway. Um, and it is going to take a minute if you haven't been able to do them in a while to get your both your central nervous system and your physical strength back into a place where you can execute it with good form. So be really patient with yourself. Do not push to go too heavy. Now form fast. And yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest one for me is the engaging the lats. And normally when we watch form videos, I can see that that's what's not happening. And that's why the back's rounding. So really think about that. The other thing that people often forget to do is like the whole point in a deadlift is it's a dead lift, right? So you're not just bouncing it off the floor. Yeah, and this usually what we see, yeah, this isn't CrossFit. Usually what we see is people's first rep actually quite good. And then progressively throughout the reps, they get worse and worse and worse and worse. So the thing to do is take your time a little bit. It's, it is significantly different than other exercises where like if you were doing a chest press, you probably wouldn't stop and reset between each um, rep. But with a, with a deadlift, like you kind of do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, you, you really should. Um, Emma's completely right. That's when we see form go and, and it deadlift and uh, CrossFit is one thing, but no, not not here, not how we're programming. Kerry's just saying, I like thinking of it as being told off. I like being told off. <laughs> Kerry, I love you so much. She makes um, Kerry and FPD make everything slightly sexual. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. I really want to know what's going on with Kerry's new lover. Well, not <laughs> lover, but you know. Yeah. Just, just in case her actual husband listens. It's not real. It's all make-believe. We all have a make-believe lover. Trust me, we all have them. I have like three. It's fine. Uh, okay, Debbie. Read protein shake, frozen banana, oat milk, peanut butter, still decent tasting. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. Mm. Okay, Gemma. I have a question on the core after C-section. I'm nearly 10 months in and I dig my... Oh, sorry. And I did leg lifts and it gave me serious doms, or at least I hope they were doms. I've scaled back a bit and I do half leg lifts as I really feel it. Thanks, you lovelies. Does she mean leg raises? I think so, yeah. Um, for 10 months post C-section. Uh, yeah, you should look if you haven't been, if you haven't been using, you know, your core or you know, any of, any of this whole area for, you know, since you got pregnant, um, and postpartum, yeah, you're going to get dorms there, like, you're going to get dorms anywhere that you've been training, you, you, your internal scar tissue should be in a place now where it can handle that, and you won't be doing any damage, however, it is also fair to say that most really good, uh, physios, especially who deal with, like, C-section scar recovery, will say that the internal tissue, because they cut through seven layers, like, all the way into your uterus, which is a muscle, and they will say it'll take up to a year for it to heal properly, but I would say you're safe and clear in that timeline to be doing any kind of abdominal work, including leg raises, um, but yeah, just respond to your body. If you feel it, give it time to recover for a few days before you try it again. Okay, good um Suzanne just saying hi loving the group and the comedy posts from some of the grads just getting my steps in in the brain while listening good work right D I've lost 3.3 pounds not linear losses since the 2nd of May uh-huh probably mostly because I've had tonsillitis but I've just got my period so still I'm making it I'm taking it as a win good work um Thanks, Emma, and everyone for replying to my question. Also, yes, I like being told off. Ooh, I need the realistic tough love. Um, okay, Karen, not sure if I put my question in the right place, so putting it here. Yesterday, I was pushed for time and did all the compound lifts, but didn't have time for my supersets at the end, biceps and triceps. Is it okay to do those later the same day, so long as I warm up with some light weights before getting into my working sets? Thank you. Everything clicking this round. Emma giving me permission not to track is serving me well in so many aspects. Um, yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay, Kerry, I've dropped my weights for the deadlift lat engagement. So good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. you'll feel as well it's almost easier to deadlift heavier with bad form like mm. when 
really start to tick off those boxes, it feels different. It's a different kind of lift. Um, so yeah, I mean, I tend to find that. I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whenever I do like form work on a deadlift, I almost feel like I have to go lighter to execute it. It's interesting. Yeah, but it's like one step back for three steps forward. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the exercise I'm thinking of. Oh, great example of this. Cleans. So yeah. like, at some point you can just reverse curl and you're like, oh yeah, but like you're never going to be able to do that with any kind of heavy weight, right? Because you've actually needed to come from your lower body to get yeah. any kind of weight up yeah. but for a period of time it's actually easier just to do like a reverse curl yeah yeah you're completely right but you'll need to drop the weight learn the form and then you can increase the weight again okay emma doms or lack thereof i'm not getting that nice ache the day after workout that shows you've done some work i'm currently doing the home weighted workouts is it because i'm pregnant and so my joints are stretchy or am i just not lifting heavy enough it could be a number of things it can be because you're doing home weighted so maybe you've reduced the load that you normally lift let's say if you used to lift in a gym yes it is also possible that because you're pregnant you are there's there is more relaxing hormone circulating the body and everything from your muscles to your ligaments everything is more stretchy um so that's why hypertrophy is even harder to achieve in a uh pregnant phase <laughs> um, one of those phases where you're as big as a house um uh so yeah it can be a number of things I didn't I didn't get dommy or sore at all when I was training for my pregnancy but that being said I hadn't for a long time it wasn't it wasn't until postnatal that I literally couldn't walk for the first time after a leg day in like seven years yeah I think the other point to make about this taking the pregnancy element aside just talking about doms is it's really not a good measure of whether you had a good or bad workout yeah and if your workouts aren't new then it's probably a good sign you're not recovering very well. Like, and I get what, what you mean, because sometimes I get dumped. So I'm like, oh, that feels quite like, it feels like I've worked, right? So it's kind of satisfying. But yeah. then if I really think about it, I'm like, well, I've not changed my training. So actually probably yeah. just not recovered that well. And then you think about it and I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't really slept that well this week. That's actually probably, so it's not a good thing. Yeah. So it's true. It's not. I knew in the gym today that I wasn't, I wasn't right. I actually, I went in intending to do a really big session. I left after 40 minutes because that's including doing 10 minutes of cardio at the end. And I was like, I'm going to be in there for like at least an hour and a half today. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because I, you, it feels, it doesn't, it feels uncomfortable when your body's not in a, in that, in a good spot. And it is, it can be, DOMS can be as much of a sign as a new stimulus on the muscle. And that's great. It can also be a huge sign of under recovery or you being poorly or whatever um so it's not always a good thing mm. okay lisa thanks chloe i will be picturing those oranges in my armpits i know i need to be patient not always my strength okay selma hey girls sorry if i'm double posting newbie here watch the welcome live and i think i've got everything in order quick newbie question i'm nearly 40 I'm five foot two and I weigh 59 kilograms. My aim is a little fat loss around eight pounds, but mostly to tone. Should my calories still be 1600? I'm new to lifting weights as I've always done hit Pilates four to five times a week. My steps are always between 10 to 15,000 a day as I love walking, also running around after my three-year-old. Thank you. Uh, yeah, actually for you, that's fine. I mean, if you're... If you're looking for toning and, and by, by toning, you mean body recomposition, which is increased muscle mass and uh, body fat that's at a level where you can see the muscle mass. And you've always just basically done hit and what else did you say? Hit and something, something that's not weightlifting. Um, and you feel like you've got, I don't know, 10-ish pounds to lose, then yeah, you're in a you're in a good spot for bo for body fat loss and muscle hypertrophy simultaneously, which not everybody is. Um, so you're in a good spot to do that might help to see some pictures just so I can be a hundred percent sure of that comment. Um, but yeah, I'd say you're one of those lucky ones that's in a spot where you can do both at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gemma's just asking. So remember the question about C-section and leg raises mm. 
and she said she felt it so now she's doing half leg raises is that the right thing to do kind of like regressing it a little bit yeah yeah if it felt look there's, there's two different kinds of, of response to exercise you either have like an instinct that you've pulled something something's gone wrong or a pain which is definitely rest recover and then baby step back right right to the beginning and exactly what you've done like reduce the range of movement or the weight you lifted or whatever it is and then there's just basic doms which is ow that hurt because I haven't done it in fucking ages which is rest and recover and then go again um but yeah I think reducing it and being being cautious is a is a good thing like I say internal scar tissue is something that you know you can't see it but it is still recovering and you need to be better be safe than sorry Okay, Victoria, is it okay to eat the 20 gram yogurt slash dessert slash drinks, etc., on a regular basis, one to two times a day? They are a recent, I have a lot of, my mouth is not okay today. Do you want me to go on the live and read them? No, it's fine. It's just a lot of spit. Uh, have you got your thingies in? Yeah, I don't know why I have uh, an issue today. Anyway. Right, they are a recent discovery for me, and the amount of protein is great. But I just wanted to check there aren't any hidden bad things in there which should only be had in moderation. No, I mean we want you to have a really varied food intake in every context: fruit, veg, protein, everything. Um, but no, I there's there's nothing you know quote unquote nasty in there. And we've talked about we think this fear comes from this like fear of sweeteners and some studies that show its effect on gut microbiome. But um, we're it, we're absolutely not worried about that unless you guys are literally fucking housing like a load of these a day and a load of protein things a day. It's not something that we're worried about. If you're nailing your protein, you're getting in fruit and veg and fiber whole grains if if you know you're you're not kind of pulling from carbs but which you know whole grains are great even if you are pulling from carbs FYI um but as long as you're getting in those essentials we're absolutely fine for you guys to have you know any any and all foods and drinks with sweeteners in them from time to time it's not a problem at all yeah the the poisons in the dose I actually read a really interesting article about this today on ultra processed foods and actually how genuinely dangerous they are mainly because in the UK it's estimated that 50 to 75 percent of most of like the standard UK diet is ultra processed food but like now and again having it not a problem right but like the vast majority of your diet being made up of ultra processed food not a good idea problem and they look so this study was quite cool because it was done on it was like a randomized controlled trial which is very hard to do with nutrition Mm. And they found that people who ate, this was ad lib as well. So it's like controlled, but also free living conditions, right? So you eat to satiety. Unsurprisingly, people who were given like the, the standard ultra processed food diet ate 500 calories more than the people who were given yeah. like a primarily whole food diet. So that over time has a massive impact clearly. Mm. And I think they they did like some data analysis on it and it showed that uh it would like if everyone moved to a whole food diet it would half obesity rates oh my god absolutely like a hundred percent all right but i think the the most important part here and the woman who wrote it dr nicola guest incredible she's more of like a diabetes researcher but such a good take on some of the research yeah she she wrote like a kind of like it was all like the science of it and then she kind of wrote her own bit at the end and i thought that was really well put because it kind of showed like in practical terms she's like yeah I eat mostly whole foods but I'm not like scared of processed foods and I'll still eat like corn or like vegetarian alternatives of things it's not it's not being like it seems to always be one camp or the other like oh my god yeah. I eat all whole foods and I would never touch the processed food like that's orthorexia but yeah. then on the other side you've got like 75 percent of your diet being ultra processed food is ridiculous and so harmful and I think to negate the fact that it is like it's doing like I mean definitely the UK's health a huge problem so I wouldn't like encourage a ton of ultra processed food but like if if you're having that a couple of times a day but the vast majority of your diet is whole food not a problem but I would still be like after reading that as well I was like I'm gonna be a little bit more careful about what I'm having like I'd rather not have 
two to three a day to be honest like maybe like one to two yeah I would say I would say absolutely like okay so like I said as long as you are getting in and ideally like your leaner proteins and you're getting in your healthy fats and you're getting in your fruit and veg and if you're on the EC method these are all staples that we encourage you to have in your diet your diet foundation you know the tablecloth if you will should be whole foods but having one to two protein things a day or one to two diet cokes a day these aren't things there's nothing you're basically protecting your gut microbiome and your health whether it's you know your your muscle mass um or even taking into account things like thermic effect of food satiety you're going to be absolutely fine um but yeah i mean i think we all know that i mean we used to have this chat with ollie didn't we there is such a thing like Emma and I are not, we're not, we don't demonize any kind of foods whatsoever on the EC method, as long as you do the tick the boxes you're talking about. But we definitely have had clients before who were like, it's too much, like you're going too far the other way. Um, but I would say, yeah, I would say one to two. Through the tablecloth analogy. I was just thinking the table, the foundation has to be. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. And then you can, and then the, the flowers, the, te- the centerpiece can be a bit of fluff yeah. of, of process, but yeah. 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 I think that's when it becomes a problem and people are so black and white, even when you point it out, like when we say that you're probably like, yeah, obviously I know like, yeah. it makes a lot of sense, but then people are like, oh, so they're not the worst thing in the world. That means I can just eat as much as I want. No, it doesn't like probably don't want to eat too much of it. Okay, Kerry's just saying bunch of kinky bitches like being told off. And also I did get see me after school with a toss of the hair and slightly dangerous smile a few days ago. So yeah, I haven't slept since. <laughs> she doesn't have that much hair to toss. <laughs> Everyone's like, what are you guys even talking about? Um, just telling me to swallow and not spit. <laughs> doing so well today remember when we had the question how many calories is in a teaspoon of spunk yeah wasn't very much was it it was like five we do have some little kink kink kinks on here Mm. Mm -hmm. um was just saying where do you want me to send the photos is it my pt hub you can put them on pt hub but let us know that they're there ideally in the group but if you don't want to do that don't dm me i've had over a thousand dms in the last 24 hours yeah, no, don't. I, I'm not. No. Like I did some stupid call to action and it's worked insanely well. And now I'm like, I have no idea how to answer those. You I can't, didn't... Emma. And I keep telling you to stop doing stupid stuff like this. And then you get, and then before you know it, you're drowning and you're like, why did I not listen to you? And I'm like, Ugh. no, I can't. And like, no, I, this is why did you not hear me on the Emma Gums podcast? I was like, it's too much. It's too yeah. much. Yeah, it is um okay morag increase on holiday but struggling to track when everything is done in oil including the vegetables fed up already with eating only chicken skewers any advice um i'm still having porridge with the scoop of protein every morning as the rest of the day is hard to track oh my god please stop tracking immediately stop ordering fucking chicken skewers greece has the best food of anywhere i've ever been in my whole life ever make smart choices protein veg accept the fat get the fuck on with it enjoy it and worry about it when you come home direct order well there you go yeah and still make sensible choices but yeah you're not gonna know and upload some photos please and tag us so we can live vicariously through you in greece guys any of you going on holiday we need photos we need to be tagged in the photos so we can pretend we're you <laughs> right uh thanks for the advice on seeing the physio for the achy pain in my shoulder slash bicep i've trapped i have a trapped muscle in the bicep slash deltoid seam and i have another session tomorrow to help work it out but already feeling some relief oh good uh, I have ever heard of, a, of that ever no a trapped muscle Ugh. um carrie and steph are just having a conversation but classic <laughs> me being ultra thirsty for a surprisingly different flavor 
<laughs> oh, amazing. Okay, Kerry, plant-based diets and alternative milks I thought were healthy since being aware of the ultra-processed food talk. I've been reading food labels and it's put me right off. Milk your own cow or nuts. Who can be asked though? See, this is where I think it's too far. Like, no, don't worry about that. Like, what, having a bit of like processed milk? I mean, milk has to be processed or it's actually quite dangerous. <laughs> and this, this is the difference between processed, which is normal. And ultra processed. Ultra processed, right? So this ultra processed, whereas like some, some cow's milk or nut milk or whatever is just processed, which most, if not all things that you buy in a off a supermarket shelf are. So, yeah. Um, okay, Morag. Thanks, Chloe. I've not had a starter or a bloody sweet since I've came. By the way, I've posted my fat butt on PT Hub. We don't talk like that. No, none of that, please. Um, I so I've been reading this book, which is uh, I probably wouldn't recommend it. Um, but someone recommended it to me. Even the name is really cringe. It's called like You Are a Badass at Making Money. Oh. Absolutely no time for it. I would turn it around on the bookshelf. <laughs> anyway, also, oh my God, even the font on the front, like it's like Comic Sans or something. It's very... Sans! It's like, the font has put me off massively. And when I say reading, obviously listening to it, right? But one of the parts of it, she gets her like, quote unquote, money clients to write a letter about how they feel about money. And a lot of it's like, I hate money. It's only for greedy people, but I need it and I want it. And I think about it all the time and blah, 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 right. And it made me think about how people talk about their bodies. You're kind of like, oh, I want to make lots of money. But also I think that people who make lots of money are inherently bad and wrong and evil. And it's like, there's this like crossover between what you think you want and what you actually want or your narrative around that. And people do this about their body all the time. Like, I hate my body. I don't respect my body. It, I hate the way that it looks. Like you're always berating it. And then at the same time, you expect it to show up for you, right? It's like telling a client, like a, a child, like I'm not going to love you until you're perfect. Not realizing that obviously you need to love them into being who you want them to be, right? Same as like, you want to love your body into change. You can't hate it into change. You can't be negatively talking to it the whole time and then also expect it to show up for you and change yes. what you want to change yeah absolutely it's very true and and this is where we talk about like um what's it what is it that I'm trying what is the term I'm trying to think of um uh, like negative self-talk no 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 um like a self-fulfilling prophecy like the more that you tell yourself and any it could be with work it could be again like parenthood it could be with body image or body transformation like the more you negative talk as Emma said negative talk negative talk the more you create that reality if you flip it on its head and start to, to say amazing things and think amazing things and give it challenges you know it can do even if they're just tiny at first everything's going to start to grow and blossom and yeah we we don't want you guys hating yourself and to change and and not only because because it make the whole process hugely unenjoyable it also makes it completely unmaintainable and doesn't fucking work so what's the point it's just a complete waste of time you've got to self-encourage you've got to be I know it sounds awful talk about the how I just took the piss out of the cover of that book you genuinely have to be your own biggest cheerleader or you're not going to get to the finishing line it's just not going to happen so anytime you find yourself talking to yourself like that flip it straight away mm -hmm. if you get to the finish line take us seriously yeah, uh, Karen's just saying, I love the saying, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. So true. And Kan Chan, your body, no, you are a goddess and your body is a temple. Tell yourself daily. Yeah, I think reminding yourself that you're changing because you love yourself, right? You're investing time, energy, effort into making this change because you deserve it. Because actually the highest form of self-love is like taking care of your body, right? Mm. Um, Anki, one thing that changed my life is not saying bad things about myself, even through self-deprecating humor. I get strange looks though, because I now sound arrogant. Why is it not common to speak about yourself positively? I know. I completely agree. And I really, anyone who's been listening to the Easy Method podcast or has been a client before or is still a client will know that I'm a huge fan of bigging yourself up 
and like and and outwardly vocally saying what what you've done that's good what's good about you um you know I have no issues I have no issues with people knowing what their flaws are and being honest about them I fucking know what mine are and I'm very honest about them but I also know what I'm good at and and I'm more than happy to talk about it James hates it which is funny because James is the most overly confident person I know but it's like I just think it's a really important way to be that if you're willing to be like you know what I'm actually like I'm quite a flaky friend it's it's a really shit quality about myself it gives me anxiety I don't like it about myself I'm forever working on it um but I also know that I'm one of the best friends in my friendship group at um, giving people advice and not never judging them, never, ever, ever judging them. And I love that about myself. And that's what I'd want in a friend. These are things that you need to be aware of what your great qualities are, as well as your negative qualities are, because it's, it's really, really important for your enjoyment of living like your own life experience. So, yeah, I'm a big champ. Especially the way that you talk about your body even if not for you for people around you mm-hmm. you see this all the time like if I was like oh yeah well Chloe I'm so out of shape at the moment I just look like a bit of a pig anyone who's in a larger body than me will be like well if she thinks that she looks like a pig she must be thinking I look like you know whatever yeah and I don't think people realize how impactful like their own self-deprecation is on others like yeah. or even stuff like oh I look like such a mess and I'm like oh if you think that you done up completely like that is a mess then like you must be looking at me like wow you could have brushed your hair this week <laughs> I completely agree and you know it always sounds like I remember when I first heard someone say that like objectively I was like oh please but then I remember vividly going to Turkey with a huge group of our friends and one of the girls who was a hundred percent smaller than me especially at that time I was going through a, a, a very intentional place of like gaining weight and body neutrality um and it was real like it was a real conscious effort for me and it was a few months in the making and then I found myself on holiday with all these girls just gorgeous girls in bikinis and one of my closest friends like a size eight like tiny great body just wouldn't stop talking about how fat she was and a hundred percent in my head I started to get more and more and more insecure because I was like and I'm the one who works in health and fitness and I'm the one who postposes himself looking in great shape on it. She must be looking at me bigger than her. Like, who the fuck is this poser? Like, what the? And I just, before I knew it, just was like constantly had a towel around me. And it's just shit. Like, and it really does have, it really does have an impact. And yeah, sometimes it's quite a shock when you're on the receiving end of it. But it is, it's a very, very true statement. Um, Samantha, this is what I love about living in America. Bigging yourself up is expected. Lo- yeah. I love Americans for that as well. Me too. And even just like that, they outwardly do it as well. Like someone who's come up to you in the street, like you've got such a great smile, and it won't be like a creepy drunk person. Like in the <laughs> UK, it would just be like some real weirdo saying that. Whereas they're just like awesome. Yeah. And they are. Like that. No, they are. And like, who was it? It was. Um, I, I think it was Sir Michael Caine. I might be wrong, but I think it was who my dad told me the story that once he interviewed him and he was like, you know what, I'm actually going to spend the next couple of years in America. I'm not going to be um, living in the UK for the next couple of years. And my dad was like, why? And he was like, because I got fucking sick and tired of having my um, really nice cars, because he obviously loves nice cars, uh, having my really nice cars keyed outside my house out of nothing, just sheer jealousy. He was like, and it's never happens to me in America. And, I, and my dad was like, it's true. We have this weird culture here of just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like self-loathing, judgment. I just, it's odd. It's a very British thing. We see it reflected in our press culture, I think. There's also a lot of, um, like I see it interestingly quite a lot with the coaches that I work with on AFM. So when to a certain point, it's like people want to see you do well, but they don't want to see you do very well. I've had the worst experiences ever with coaches in the people in our industry in the UK who really just yeah I mean I won't I don't want to go into well, it as soon as you're doing like much better than everybody else like no they don't like that it's wait so- it's so there's such a dog eat dog or like clambering over each other to get to something and I I despise it that's why like slowly as my podcast series have gone by and oh my god I'm so excited I start recording the I start recording the the next series next week but you'll see it's like less and less people from our industry in the UK. Just like, but I actually think generally as like marketing tool as well, it makes sense, right? Because there was a period of time and by I totally did this myself with Fitness Unfiltered where you were kind of just actually 
left say was fitness unfiltered but there was a lot of like oh it's you know James Smith on this podcast and then on the same podcast and then like it's like the same 10 people on each other's podcast you're like well we've heard this discussion just mm-hmm. like I'll mm-hmm. go on your podcast then you come on mine it's like the same thing really yeah, yeah. if you're getting people from out with fitness kind of bringing them in or getting their story like I think that's really helpful and useful and and actually broadens people's mindsets yeah 100 percent. and I like getting people from over across the pond and overseas as well um because I think the culture is different like we're talking about like the culture of how we treat each other here and even our industry here it's and it's 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 different everywhere you go in the world so I find that quite interesting anyway Mm -hmm. okay I just love the saying this too shall pass feeling low this too shall pass feeling anxious hungry yet 100 percent um this live always making me smile as per usual thanks ladies oh um can chan read the fucking room people <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you pause and think how totally amazing our bodies are what they can do it's actually mind-blowing so let's celebrate them yeah um kerry need to work on this saying what we think life is too short self-loathing and self-hatred i think that's why we have high instances of alcohol abuse in this country Mm. i mean that is rife in america as well but yeah um i would use the word inadequately envious Mm. um anki i think the easy method is hype women who push you to be your best self rest of the uk take note Oh, I hope yeah. so. I like that. Samantha, if I like someone's outfit, hair, whatever, I will always say so, especially if it's random in the street. It's such a mood boost when it happens to you. Right, just note everybody that's coming to the meetup. If Samantha doesn't say that she likes something that you're wearing, it means that she actively doesn't like it. Ah, oh, that is the ugliest fucking bracelet I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Are we done? yeah okay right we will be back next week sorry that we kind of had to front load the um podcast this week guys every saturday it's a mad week but we got them done we will see you next week and i will come back with days and times probably over the course of this weekend love you lots and see you next week love you everyone bye